Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. I am Aaron Couch, and I am here, as always, with the myth, the legend, Jason J.J. Jenkins. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Aaron. Thank you for that introduction. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm fired up about today's conversation. Today's going to be awesome. It's a great conversation. Because today we want to talk about friendships, and that's really at the core of what we want to pull out of this whole Aerial Tribe experience. Um, transformation internally, but if that doesn't somehow translate into how I show up in the world and how I engage other people, then we're missing it at some level. And we know, we know that as humans, we are hardwired for connection. Whether whether you're an extreme extrovert and you're, hey, Buckaroo, Pistol Pete, when you walk into a room, hey, you know, uh, if you're that guy, or if you're really a withdrawn introvert, like fundamentally human connection is necessary to who did you just throw pistol are. pete on the table pistol pete I, I think he threw pistol pete on the table i like it i like it I, you never know you never know what's gonna i like it i can't be held responsible um <laughs> but it's it's critical for uh human connection is critical for us emotionally it's critical for us physically like there are tons of studies that have been done around this idea that we are less healthy when we are um, not connected to other people. Like the more um, touch actually stimulates oxytocin, which is this really important hormone in the body. Like it's all, there's so many incredible benefits to human connection. And the hard part about it is we start out with a desire to be connected to people and little by little by little life kind of has a way of hacking away at that. And, and we get scars on our heart from people. Well, I mean, I think that, so not, I mean, the biggest, uh, social experiment i think we can go back in history is this whole global pandemic of covid right we're we've all lived through it and as we're recording this kind of quasi living through it still and then look at the you know the detriment that it's caused you know from just a a health perspective oh yeah mental health is mental health yeah terrible you know from alcohol abuse to just so many other things that we were designed to be uh you know in a community and one another yeah, so we're connected to this counseling center. They're uh, they're up, I think, nine hundred percent in new clients over the course of the last year, just because of COVID. Divorce rates are up, like thirty five percent, I believe, was the yeah. twenty twenty statistic for for increase in divorces. Um, depression is up. Alcoholism, drug addiction is up. Domestic violence is up. Uh, child abuse is up. Um, child sexual abuse is up. Like it's everything is yes. up. And as the more that we diminish our connection with other people, the more that those things take root. And, and they, uh, of those 35% of divorces that uh, are increased, 73% of those said that 
COVID was a major detriment to their marriage. Like that, you're so right on with it. Like right connection is so critical. It's, it's everything. I mean, we that just it's just how we were designed. It's how God designed us. Yeah. You know, and and I I even struggle. People are like, well, business is business, and I still be like, no, we're human beings and still connecting. So I don't care how far technology comes, but because the person that's behind it, you know, that will never, as long as human beings are around, yeah, uh, that's always going to be there. You know, it's funny you say that. I Before we run too far into this, I, I was thinking, so in our, in our bit, in our offices, we have um, a rule in, in, a, in a meeting, in any interaction that I have with somebody, there's content and then there's relationship. Both of those things are kind of two wings of the same bird, right? So if we're going to have a good meeting, we have content and we have relationship. Relationship always trumps content. And the reason is because I will be far more effective. We will be far more effective together if we like each other than if we're task-driven, but we can't get along. Well, that's why the number one thing in any corporation that wants to succeed is culture. Yeah. So you, you, when you study it, um, even from a turnaround, the very first thing that they do is they, yeah, they'll look at the numbers, but if you want to turn around a company, you're always looking at culture. Yep. That's the very first thing you have to examine and you have to protect it. And that's just about what your point. It's about relationships. Yep. It's about we, respecting one another. I, I believe that a group of really connected people, people that really like each other and like working together, they'll get more done in 30 minutes than a task-driven group that's not connected can do in 10 days. Like it... It just, and it feels counterintuitive because we're not thinking about the do's, but at the end of the day, the do's will take care of themselves if we get along I've with one another. i firsthand because then, then you get into the corporate politics and all sorts of other stuff versus like, I've got your back, you got my back. What's the best idea? Because the best idea should win. And right. that's where you start really moving. So good. Yeah. And connection is so important. Here's the problem though. And we all have seen this or experienced it ourselves. Connections can also break it. Like... Who we're connected to matters. I think it was Jim Rohn that said, you are the sum total of the five people closest to you. Which, When I heard that for the first time, I was like, man, I really need to take an inventory. Because I've, ne- I've just been like, whoever comes along, you know. And, and not that that's necessarily bad, but it's not intentional. And so we wind up uh, really get, having some toxic relationships in our life that we didn't even know we were there. We didn't even know they were toxic, and it winds up really doing some damage. So today what we're going to do is uh, we're going to talk about three categories of people to pay attention to. Um, lifters, leaners, and leeches. Now, here's the thing. Lifters and, and leaners are not new. That's not new. Uh, that's not original with us. Um, leeches is, I think. Um, but these terms, they really frame well what's important for us when we're looking for people that we're going to give emotional, spiritual, physical energy too. Um, And so, Jason, tell me this. What have your friendships meant for you over the years? Uh, So friendships for me have been, they played a part, a major part of my life in many different ways. And and to be very specific, I I think it was uh, 2016, um, you know, I was going through a really tough uh, business situation. I mean, I kind of got screwed. (laughs) And so I was like, hey, I built something up. What is going on, God? This is not fun. Um, and it got really hard and I had two great friendships, um, that not only did they listen and encourage, but there was a sense of accountability that I really appreciated so that I didn't completely lose my way, you know, and, and get frustrated. And so, uh, for me, friendships have really meant a lot. 
And I try to be intentional in my life. I mean, you and I are friends. And, and the one thing that I try my best is those that mean a lot to me. I want to know, I want them to know that I care and that I'm contributing to that, you know, so that I can be a positive influence to life. And so when you can find a friendship that has no agenda, you know, and that it truly authentically cares and you want to be there for that person, that is just an incredible asset. And so I can't think of, you know, when I came out of that situation for a good year and a half, it was tough. Um, it would have been almost impossible because, you know, my spa- I love my wife, Jennifer, you know, and, and she's a great encourager, but it's different, at least for me, you know, when I can go belly to belly with one of my guys and he can call me out. He's like, you know what? You're being an idiot. Right. right. You need to knock that off. That's not the Jason I know. Right. And you need to go do this. And I'm like, oh, that's right. But, you know, he's like, I've heard you and, you know, I'm listening, Yeah. but, but let me, let me give you what I think you need and what you want to hear. And it's awesome because I can receive it. And sometimes it's what I want to hear. And sometimes it's not what I want to hear, but it's what I need to hear. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is so important in that they got to be um, insightful enough to recognize it. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to be humble enough to receive that from them. And and we all know this. There are people that I will receive it from. There's people I won't receive yeah, it from. Yeah, and, and then there's, I think, another piece that then you also have to be vulnerable enough to put it out, mm-hmm. right? And I think that kind of gets down to there's certain core friends where you're like, yeah, well, you're my friend, but I'm not going to put, um, I'm not going to drag you into that. You know what I mean? It's just there's different levels of friendship with that. But I think when you can find those friends that you can just put it on the table and there's not going to be that judgment, Yeah, um, it's incredible. Because so for me... You know, obviously, we, we talk about our faith on this show. That's the very first filter. I'm going to gauge somebody's opinion advice is like, is this biblical based or not? You know what I mean? Like, where is that coming from? And that was another important thing when I think about these friendships is what that source is. And so you kind of put all of that together um, and you really can have something special. And yeah. They're, and they're great friends to this day. Yeah. 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 Uh- I got the funniest story. So years ago, I was in a small group with a, a group of people. And one of the gals, she was a single mom, and her she had three daughters and a son. And her daughters were all kind of coming into the early 20s, mid-20s. They were starting to think about relationships for, for a lifetime and getting married and all that stuff. And we were talking about um, how we should pray for our kids. Because, I mean, we all want our kids to turn yeah. out the best that they can be. We don't want them to struggle. and and she said, the only thing I've ever prayed for my kids is holy matrimony. And I was like, holy, ma- that's the, first of all, weird. That's a weird thing to say. But secondly, why that? Like of all the things yeah, that you that? can pray, why that? Yeah. She goes, well, think about it. She said, if it, they, you could give them the best education, you could give them, you could send them to Harvard, they could graduate valedictorian, they could get a great job, have a great career, but if they don't marry well, all that stuff worth nothing. It's all going to fall apart. And I was like, ooh, that's actually pretty insightful. It's very insightful. I, you know, and I, I think about like the connections that we allow into our heart. I know for me, like if without my friends, I wouldn't be married today. I wouldn't be in ministry today. Like I wouldn't be doing what God made me to do. I wouldn't, I would have disqualified myself because I'd have done something stupid, but I had friends that were willing to yank me back from the ledge before I went too far and said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to do something better. Um, and it's a difference maker, right? Like I had a, a friend of mine that we we planted a church together. We started it. And um, I have, I'm 
very friendly with risk. I'm comfortable with it. But it's a different ball game when there's a, other people's lives riding on it, you know. And so we were uh, we were at this particular crossroads where we were like, we either need to step big or we're going to have to sit back and play it safe in a major way. So this was this big defining moment for us. And I was like, man, I, I know what I want to do, but I don't know if I can ask everyone to commit to this. And he came up to me and he said, listen, sink or swim, we're in this together. I'm with you. And like, he didn't even care what the decision was. He just, he just wanted to make me know that he was with me. And because of that, because that's the kind of connections that I got to have in my life, um, we stepped forward and took the risk and had, it was awesome, right? It was amazing. But it, but it's the friends, right? That make who we have in our life that, that matters, that matters. It really does. It really does. And I, and I love that because I always kind of, you know, mentally visualize like, okay, who's in this foxhole, you know? And I want to be, I want to be that friend that to that other person, you know, kind of those expectations going both ways. And, and when you find that it truly is something spectacular. So I feel so fortunate and blessed to have um, great friends that check that box. Yeah. They're going to keep me accountable. They're, they're going to give me godly advice. Um, they're going to encourage me. Um, but they're also going to be, you know, really candid about, you know, if I'm like you said about the fall off a cliff, like, Hey, you're being an idiot. And uh, that's a cliff. Let's not go. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I know one of the things that happens in any relationship, like there's a give and a take, right? So there just is, there's a yeah. give and a take in every relationship. The problem comes when a relationship bends too far one direction. What I mean by that is there's too much give on one side, too much take on one side. Uh, and it's not, there's no reciprocity in that. That's, there's no equality in that. There's, a, there's more taking than giving. That relationship has set a clock on a time bomb and it's, it will eventually explode unless they figure out how to get that yeah. figured out. Yeah, and, and I think that's what we're going to kind of get into is just kind of really talking about, you know, A, what are those and, and you know, how do you kind of help recognize them and, and really being honest with yourself. If you find somebody that is just draining you, it's just going to hold you back. It's yeah. going to hold you back emotionally, physically, you know, um, and, and how do you handle that and what do you do with it? Yeah, and it will, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this more in, in a little bit, but when you find that person that you're like, I for the love of all that is holy, <laughs> have to cut you out of my life. Yeah. I don't hate you. I just can't. You're like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, that is one of the hardest defining moments. And yet one of the biggest keys to succeeding at whatever I'm doing, like whether that's business or whether that's spending more time with my kids or, yeah. you know, just trying to be sound and, and at peace in my own heart. I can't have peace when every time somebody emails me, I get a cringe, you know, because they, they're now I have another thing I have to deal with this person. Um, we got to be willing to cut those relationships off. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. We want to address these kinds of friends, these three kinds of friends that we're faced with. And what do we do with these types? So first one is lifters. Lifters are the ones that everybody wants to be in. And if you Google li- lifters and leaners, uh, friends, if you Google lifters and leaners, you're going to get car parts and mechanical engineering things and all that kind of stuff. But if you Google lifters and leaners friends, there's a lot of conversation around these two concepts as if they're your one or the other. Um, the And they're like, be a lifter, always be a lifter, be a lifter. A lifter is somebody who uh, 
encourages you, who supports you, and will walk alongside others in their growth process. Who's that been in your life? I would say it's been my mentor, you know, uh, Senyo, mm-hmm. Senyo Ajibaloso that we talked about on other shows, who's just been a friend and mentor in so many amazing ways. And he really encouraged me to dream bigger. That's one thing that I, when I think about that friendship, you know, just from all the things we just talked about, accountability, wisdom, encouragement. But the one thing that he really deposited in me was I always felt like I had a pretty far horizon. And he's like, no, Jason, he's like, God has amazing horizon. And, and so that to me is someone who's been an amazing lifter, even to this day. Um, you know, I wish we were to talk more often. We talk maybe you know, once a month, but every time I do, I just feel this sense of like being refueled, like, you know, like the, the fuel's like coming out of the gas tank. Yeah. It's overflowing. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's invigorating. And yeah, so that, that's who it is for me. What about you? So, I, you know, I, I, I love this question to wrestle with just because in the position that I'm in as a pastor, my job is a lifting job. It's yeah. not a job that people come to me and, and just, just for the sake of walking alongside me and in a place of encouragement. And that's the nature of the beast, right? It's not, it's not good or bad. It's just true. Um, and, and so there aren't a lot of lifters in my life. I do have one um, that I think about often, um, my friend Brad, who we have the funniest of relationships and how we got connected, but he's just a great guy. And he has no reason, like there is nothing that I have to offer him. There's n- He lives in Nashville, Tennessee, like he lives across the country. So uh, there's no reason for him to stay connected to me other than the fact that um, for whatever reason, we just have connected. And periodically, he'll just call me like, hey, man, I was just thinking about you. How you doing? Like, he's full. his life is very full, right? Like, he's got a lot going on, and yet he does that for me. And and no no agenda. There's no like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, could you support me? Or do you have this thing for me that I need? Or there's just never that. Unless unless there is that, which it would be like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I just want you to pray for me. But the the... The guts of his investment in me is always, he's always wanting to just encourage me to lift me up in any, any way. That's awesome. So uh, we want to be lifters and we want to be lifters. I would say the majority of the time, um, we want to give more than we take in any relationship. And the funny thing is when you say, you know, some people are like, well, the relationship's 50, 50. And and then other people are like, no, it's not. It's a hundred, a hundred. Just try to be the giver 51% of the time. If both sides of a relationship try to be the giver 51% of the time, that's a good relationship. Because I'm trying to give more than you do. And, and vice versa, you're trying to give more than I do. That becomes fun. All right, second category is leaners. Leaners. Leaners are people who need support, encouragement, and someone to walk alongside them because of where they're at in life. So where a lifter will be someone who offers support, leaners will be somebody who needs that support. And there is a lot of <laughs> reasons why people will need, need that. Some of them are viable, some of them are not. We've all got leaners. Who's a leaner? Well, without mentioning names, I've got a lean. You know, I've got the leaners. <laughs> but I think the challenge with the leaners is like, you know, you don't mind you know, encouraging them and so on, but at some point... You know, you're like, I can't be your source 24-7. Right. You know, there's got to be that sense of, 
your own accountability, your own effort to progress it. You know, I don't, I don't mind, you know, being a friend if someone's like willing to like, you know, progress themselves to a certain extent, like, Hey, you're doing a great job. We're almost there. And, but I've got, you know, I've got some leaners to where I've just had to like pull away. Mm. The energy is just too negative. I'm like, I've got a lot coming at me. I'm dealing with my own stuff and, you know, and it's just, so I'm there for them as a friendship, you know, I'm like, but I've, I've distanced myself just because the energy is just not what it needs to be. Yeah. And, and it's so hard because it's not, when you have a true leaner as opposed to a leech, uh, a, a real leaner, like this is temporary and you can't fault them for where they are, but that yeah. doesn't mean that I have what they need. And, and so when I'm the one that either, either they get it from me or they don't get it, that's just yeah. an unrealistic expectation. And when that happens, we, it is okay for us to set boundaries, which one of the number one questions that I get in how to do relationships well is how do I put boundaries in place? Or when is a boundary acceptable and not acceptable? And uh, I feel like it's interesting to say that. I feel like that's something I've, I don't want to say the hard way, you know, but I've learned that more the most recent couple of years, just how important that is just in all aspects of your life's boundaries. Yeah. Um, yep. And trying to recognize that kind of sooner rather than later, um, you know, where that particular relationship falls. Yeah, and you know, especially for uh, for people who are raised with trauma in their background, boundaries are really important, uh, and it's really important to be intentional about that. To have a safe circle, and then there's people who are in it and people who are out of it, and that is okay. That there's nothing wrong with that, and no matter how people people try to put shame in your life, you don't have to own that. Yeah, I mean, I know this this uh, this episode is not about families, but it quickly that category that that theme can quickly even jump over to family when it talks about boundaries as well. So yeah, that's a yep. big one. Yep, we should probably do a show just on boundaries. Well, we probably will at some point. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to need something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, third category of people is leeches. Uh, so there's lifters, there's leaners, and then there's just leeches. Now, a leech a leech is a bloodsucker. They these are people who engage in relationship for the purpose of taking. They may or may not admit that. They may or may not even know that they're doing it. But they, they're like, uh, it, it, the, the word picture that I like is imagine a person walking around with a vacuum hose sticking out of their belly button. And they hold the end of it in their hand and they walk up to you and stick it in the side of, their, of your head and suck the life out of you. <laughs> and then when you don't have any more life left to give, they will disconnect from you. And go find somebody else and plug in and suck the life out of them. Um, this is not healthy. And unfortunately, there are people like this in the world that no matter what you do, um, you will not make them ha- anything other than a taker. And, and these are not people that the way to get around this for them, the way for them to grow is not, not for us to throw a fit and tell them off. It's to gently put a boundary in place so that they understand that they're not getting a payoff. of the time, people do what they do because there's a payoff. Even dysfunctional behavior has a payoff or you wouldn't do it. If it didn't have a payoff, you wouldn't repeat it. Um, And so leeches have found a way to either make a value statement about themselves or they found a way to survive without putting in effort or there's any number of reasons why somebody could be a leech. But they, um, they approach relationship with the mindset of bettering themselves without regard for the the well-being of the other person involved. So what's the difference between a leaner and a leech? That's the question. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's I feel pretty fortunate that 
I, I feel like I've kind of seen the leeches coming, <laughs> you know, like real quick. You're like, I can't be a part of this, you know, yeah. kind of quickly detaching it. But I think what you just said is, is a leech is someone's going to really want to attach themselves to you or leaning, you know, for its terms is it could be temporary or it could be momentarily, you know, um, but the leech is some of that can just, I mean, like you said, it can just really suck everything out of you. Yeah. And you just got to be careful for that. Yeah. I think, I think one of the big pieces is that a leaner is sometimes a lifter. I mean, they're most of the time they're a lifter, but right now where they're at in their life contextually, yeah, they're in a that. tough spot, yeah. right? So like you've been in space where you're like, man, I am really struggling. So have I. Yeah. As a rule, we're lifting one another up, but that we've both been in spaces where we're like, man, this is rough. I, yeah. I just need to download this and I need you to give me some good news. <laughs> Which we we have both said that just, to one another. Just tell me I'm pretty right now, please. <laughs> just tell me I'm pretty. And it's all it's, okay. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Tell me how good your lunch was. Yeah. But I just need some need good something. news. I need it, it, and we all face that. And it, so we're all a leaner sometimes. Of course. But a leaner is also a lifter most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the key difference between a leaner and a leech. A leech is always making sure that they get the best possible options and relationships for themselves without concern for the other side. I think also uh, uh, leaners um, can receive with gratitude. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, A leech will always fixate on what they don't have, even when people are trying to lift them up. People are trying to encourage them. People are trying to do good, but a leech is just never, it's never enough. Yeah, I think that's where you kind of start seeing some of that narcissism come into play, where it's just always about about one person. Yep, yep. Or there's you know the victim mindset, which um, we talk about victims and survivors, and you know whatever. Uh, the victim mindset says, "I am a victim, so no matter what is going on in my life, I have to spin it so that I am a victim, yep. even if things aren't bad." And people are magical. About the way that they do that, they, it's it's really something to watch. Um, but they, you know, these are people that you could spin yarn into gold, and they would still be like, "Well, but it wasn't all the yarn. Yeah, it wasn't all the yarn, or, or you know, but but it was cloudy out. You know, when you spun like really, you just got a big armful of gold. It's like, can we yeah. be thankful? Like, they just can't see they that can't positive. See. And that I, I can tell you this: that's one of the things that I work with my daughter a lot, my fifteen-year-old daughter, because. Teenagers, as a rule, have that, like, oh, everything yeah. is horrible. Uh, um, I, we had this conversation this morning on the way to school. I was like, okay, what is going to be awesome today? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, give it a shot. Uh, well, I don't know. That there's going to be so much homework. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so homework's not fun. How can you take that and turn it and make it a positive? not having homework. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you know, so, so I, you know, we had this conversation. I, I believe this. I learned this from my friend Shane years ago. He said, um, there's two things that you can control in life, your effort and your attitude. You can't control people's response. You can't control the results, but you can control your effort. You can control your attitude. Um, and we've got to, leeches don't understand that. They don't understand that they can control their attitude. That's so true. That's so true. So I think, you know, you got to recognize that somebody is doing that and, and really guard yourself. I think we, you know, everyone who's listening to this, you know, if you walk through life long enough, you, <laughs> you know what a leech does and um, it can be very detrimental to your growth. Yeah. And I know lots of people that are like, 
where we were at before, we had uh, two big colleges around there. And so we had lots of conversations with young women who were dating the wrong kind of guy. And they were like, I can't understand dating the wrong kind of guy. Well, it's because you're allowing him to come into your life. Like you're allowing him. And that's not like a manifestation thing. That's like a, you're actually allowing this person to be your friend and to have your heart and he's not trustworthy. And you made that decision. Now you got to fix it, right? Like, don't beat yourself up over it. You're worth more. Just go fix it. But they just get caught in that. And I would say this, for those of you that are doing the aerial invitation, this is a really important key to make because there's going to be a point in in this journey, and it will happen to everybody at some point where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, and, it, and it may or may not be connected to the invitation itself, to the disciplines themselves. It may be more about like, you know, I've started over three times. Life's really busy right now. Um, I didn't get home till midnight and I hadn't worked out and I didn't want to start over again. So I'm done. I'm out. Well, there's a decision. I mean, you're making a decision there. There's a line where you say, okay, I'll, I'll improve myself this far, no further. As an accountability partner, that's a place to step in and go, okay, you're going to be a leaner or a leech. What are you going to do? You know, that, that's an important conversation and to love people enough to have that kind, but direct conversation, critical. Yeah, that's going to happen when you go through this invitation. You're going to have those moments. And I think that's the other awesome component, not to drift off too much, but around the accountability component we put into this invitation, you know, is that you know that you have someone there that uh, is going to be a lifter, you know, and that you can lean on and vice versa. Uh, Because, you know, don't, don't underestimate as they watch you go through this, that they're going to be impressed and you're going to encourage them uh, by walking through those challenges, walking through those battles. But specifically, you know, you're going to pick somebody, you know, as an accountability partner that, that kind of fits that tighter circle. Yeah. And, and the more that you're willing to, to be honest and to be vulnerable, all those things that we know that we should be, the more that you receive back from that. Right. So as you push through that, or as you say, man, I'm really scared. Like, oh, wow, I really screwed up on my marriage here. This didn't go well. Like whatever that is, because the whole point of the invitation and why we don't call it a challenge is that the challenge has an ending point. The invitation is about transformation and redefining your identity about who you are and what you see. And that comes from this. And I think that's why you and I wanted to talk about these three types is just to bring awareness to it. Because we all are busy. We're walking through life and you're like, hey, yeah, we're going to you know, go get together or I'm going to take this phone call or this text. And you're like, well, is this person kind of leaning on me a little too much or is this really kind of, are they leeching into it? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, should I be lifting others up? You know, really drawing that awareness to the situation. Yeah. And so we have some questions for you. And I, and I think these are good questions because I think what, to your point, we are busy and we are kind of just for most people, we're just getting through the day. Like we wake up and we're, whatever happens in the day happens. And I think the problem is while we all have dreams and desires for ourselves, if we don't intentionally make those things happen, make them a priority, they'll accidentally not happen. Yeah. I When I think about it, I want to jump on what you just said. I think it's intentionality component that really is the focus. Like if you just can't see specifically what that is or where I'm trying to go, it's really difficult. And I think what we're talking about is, hey, what's the focus of what's around me? Yeah. What are the relationships outside of my family that are around me and what are they doing? What, you know, how are they coming across? What is the, are they 
are they pushing more towards where I want to be or are they holding me back? And yeah. And um and I know as we talk and you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, Jason Aaron kind of duh. But the the takeaway of this is an evaluation. The takeaway of it is pause, reflect. And I know you're gonna get some of these questions here, um, so that it becomes a, a fruitful exercise. Um, not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to to begin to kind of distance yourself away. It doesn't have to be this abrupt thing like, hey, Aaron, I can no longer be your friend. Right. It's just like, hey, can you do this? Ah, I'm, I'm busy. I'm sorry. I can't. You know what I mean? Or in, yeah. In, in, just kind of or to sit down and have a real conversation with them. Yeah. And just go, hey, I, I don't like where our relationship's at. I, I don't want to cut it off. I'm just wondering if we could maybe redefine some of these things. Yeah. Like if we don't have the courage to press into that conflict, it's not a real relationship anyway. Yeah. So some questions for us to think about. And first one is, how do I assess people uh, currently in my life? So if I have these relationships, friendships, whatever, how do I assess them lifter, leaner, leech? How would you answer that question? I, I think I would, um, I would I would begin just to kind of maybe look at my last, I mean, how long that relationship has been in there, maybe the last 12 months, you know, and just kind of, you know, feel like, you know, how are they approaching me? How am I giving to them and how am I receiving back from them? Um, but more importantly, how do I feel when I leave that conversation? Mm-hmm. Like for me, that like that's not every conversation's gotta be, you know, on on cloud nine here. But and how is that person depositing in, you know, is the energy positive? Is it cool? Are we are we having meaningful conversations? They don't all have to be philosophical, but am I leaving with a sense of something that's constructive and positive, I feel like that's one way to apply a filter to it. So okay. know, how do you, how do you see it? Yeah. I, I, I think you're, you're right on the money. You know, when, as I look at them to evaluate number one, am I excited when I see them? Am I, am I like, man, I'm going to be better for having this dinner with these yeah. people or, or this time that we spend together. Like I'm going to be better in two hours than I was when I got here. Um, so that would be uh, one way. Am I excited about it? Am, is this a person that, like you said, it, as I review our relationship, do I feel like I'm put in a position where I'm giving, not because giving is bad, but because I'm giving more than I feel like I ought to have to give in a relationship? And it's just kind of the cost of being in that relationship. Um, those are uh, a couple of quick ways, but I, I don't think that there's a bad way yeah. To to do that, but to ask yourself the question as I look at my life, where are my relationships at? Uh, are they? Am I giving more than I'm getting back from my relationships? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great question people need to wrestle with. Yeah, here's another one. How do I know which one I am? Now that's that's an interesting one. I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> that's where you got to be honest with yourself. I I feel like there's times where when I think about my friendships, I I do the best that I can to be the first to take the step forward about, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? So that I can be a lifter. But there are times, man, where I'm a leaner. Cause I need, I just, you know, I need it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. I'm whatever that might be. Um, but, uh, leaching, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, but how do you do it? You're going to have to be honest with yourself and how you evaluate those relationships. And I think that mindfulness piece in the in the invitation in the journal mm-hmm. um, is so valuable to sit back and go, okay, am I am I making are relationships better because I'm in them, or am I better because I'm in these relationships? 
And, and what I mean by that question is, am I, do I feel like I'm gleaning more than I'm giving? Yeah. Because again, I want to be a giver 51%. I, I need to be a giver 51% of the time. Uh, and I want to be with people in my life that want to be givers 51% of the time. It's also, I mean, just listening to like, what's the motivation to like, how pure is that motivation in your heart? Like, am I, you know, am I doing this because there's this business relationship or am I doing this because like, Hey, this is my friend and I care about him. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like to me, that's another piece that's attached to this because, you know, that could be a mode, there could be an internal motivation that's causing you to, you know, kind of latch onto somebody slash leech. Yeah. I will give you one pro tip. If you want to be an encourager in a relationship, and I, and we all should be working towards being more encouraging to the people around us because, um, you know, we know we just recently we've experienced a few funerals that were surprises. And um, uh, it's hard when, when these people that you're like, you weren't supposed to be gone yet. I was supposed to have more time. I was supposed to be able to have time to say stuff. And now I don't. Um making sure that as I'm wanting to be more of an encourager, that I'm not just encouraging what people do. Like, for example, um, Jason, you know, you don't, you're, you work hard. You're a good guy. You're like, you, you accomplish a lot. You're, you know, there's a difference between uh, encouraging somebody in what they do and encouraging somebody in who they are. Everything that I just said is true, but what would be far more valuable is to say, Jason, you're loyal, and because of that, you're driven to make everyone around you better, and because of that, I love being with you. Like, that just hits different. That's a whole different level of, of compliment, and it, it, it hits me as the receiver in a different spot. It also hits the person that's the giver in a different spot. It does. I, I feel like there's something really powerful when you're able to authentically express your feelings towards another human being. Yeah. And God designed us to do that. And that's for sure going to be another episode at some point when we start talking about heart-to-heart connection and how do we, how do we live in that space, especially as guys, because we're so working so hard at avoiding. Yeah. <laughs> we, I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel. <laughs> so here's a big question. What do I do with the problem people in my life? I'm going to let you go first on that one. Are you? Yeah, so? I am. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about this. You're the pastor. Yeah, yeah so, I'm, the, uh... I'm the paid professional on this one. Um, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but have a conversation with them. If, in fact, it is somebody that you're like, I would love to continue having a friendship with this person. However, what's happening is I wind up just being drained. I wind up feeling like I'm, I'm bled dry by this person. Have a conversation with them. Sit down and go, hey, can we, can we work this out? Can this be different? Can it be better? Um, here's what I'm observing. Help me understand, which by the way, those three words are, ought to be integral to your vocabulary. Help me understand. Um, help me understand where you're coming from, because I feel like this, and I, and I don't want to feel this way about you. I love you, and, and I feel like I'm maybe missing something. So that would be one thing. If it's a person that you're like, this is a problem person and I don't want to talk with them. I don't want to be friends. They're not safe. Or this is just somebody that I just can't. I just can't for whatever reason. And that feels, you know, the world I come from, that doesn't feel very Jesus-y sometimes to go, well, I don't want to have a relationship with you. But I think there are a number of reasons why that's actually emotionally right for us to make that decision. But to sit down with them, don't email them, don't don't send them a letter, don't text them, don't don't even talk to them on the phone. 
sit down with them face to face and go, Hey, I, I just need you to know, um, I got to put a boundary on this relationship and here's why. Yeah. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to treat that so bad because if they treated it well, they would be somebody that you'd want to have a relationship with. Yeah. And they're going to write about Facebook, on, write about you on Facebook, and they're going to do all kinds of crazy, dumb things. And you're going to be like, oh, my word, this is terrible. And you're going to want to defend yourself so badly. Just take a breath. In a week, it'll all blow over and you'll move on and you'll be fine. And you'll look back and, and you'll be grateful that you did move on. Yeah. There's relationships I know that that's taken place, and where I sit today, that was like, man, it's super hard at first. Why is this happening? Yeah. Um, but so grateful that I went through that process. I had an employee once that I was really struggling with, and and just kept him on, kept him on, kept him on, and just like, man, this is I I don't like even going to work at a place where I'm the boss because I know this guy's gonna be here, and I'm like <laughs> for months. And I had a business coach tell me one time. He said, you know what? Uh, you need to fire him. And when you do, you're going to go, oh my goodness, I should have done this six months ago. Yeah. That's that feeling of like, oh, the monkey's off my back. Like that's, that's a huge, huge breather. Okay. Last question. Where can I find more lifters to be around? I'm going to let you take this one too. <laughs> I took the first team, Aaron. I mean, uh, so what, let me take it back to you. So Aaron, where can I find more lifters? To be around? How, when you think about that, um, yeah, how do you how do you take that in that? Yeah, so so here's a couple of things. First of all, I want to be around people who have some piece of what I want to become. So uh, I want to be a lifter. Then I want to I want to be around people that have something that I can that I want to become, but they're lifters. So for example, uh, if I see people who uh, have a great marriage and they have this piece in their marriage that I'm like, man, they do that so well, and my wife and I really struggle with that that I want to step into that space and go, hey, can you help me um, figure that out? Can you help me how to do that and and to allow them to do that? So to look for things that I want to become this. And so I want to go and be humble enough to step into that space and go, I don't have that yet. Can you help me figure out how to get there? Um, now, in the process of that, I want to make sure, again, that I'm adding value to them because I don't want to just come in to step in and take. I don't want to come in and just leech off of them. I want to add value as well. But I want to be able to find that. Now, the other thing is I would say go places, like if you're going to go to a place to find lifters, probably the nightclub is not going to be, because yeah. <laughs> that's a place where people are going to have a good time, hook yeah. up. You know, it's so it's so intrinsically selfish. That doesn't make it evil in and of itself. I think there's evil things that happen there, but there's that doesn't make the event itself evil or the yeah. building evil. But what happens there is intrinsically self-focused. And so to go to the, to go to a space that isn't intrinsically self-focused, like a church or a small group or a uh, service, um, uh, like the Elks or the Lions or the whatever, like to find a place where you can plug into some group of people that's oriented around service. Yeah, there's a sense of community to it. You know, that's exactly where my mind went. Is like, how do you? Where do I find our lifters? Well, when I have a common ground with you, you know, with it could be a hobby or it could be I want to serve somewhere else. You're naturally going to find those that are like, oh, yeah, you're really counted to that. Oh, you like this as well. Right. You know, you're going to find that common ground that I think um, naturally invokes that spirit. Yep. 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 So we want to make sure that we're finding those spaces. And 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 as we move uh, forward, as you listen to this podcast, if you have some like, hey, here's a great place, or we here's your here's my thoughts about what you said, or or uh, here's here's some some ways that I'm working through. How, do, how I'm severing off these relationships, these leech relationships, 
Um, because they will bleed you dry. Leeches will suck the blood out of you until you're dead, and then they will disconnect and find someone else. But if you have ways that you're doing that, we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to make those ways available to the tribe and uh, give people an opportunity to put those in play. Uh, So you can reach out to us on the website and uh, make sure that you drop us an email. And we'd love to listen to your thoughts about the show, thoughts about strategies, all those things. That'd be super helpful for us, especially as we as we move forward, you know, and if you're hearing uh, this, is the first podcast uh, that you're, you're tuning into us, you know, thanks for that. But really want to encourage you at the same time, if you haven't looked at the invitation, we kind of mentioned it here today. We really want to encourage you to do that. It's free. It's there. Uh, it's what we're about. Um, we talk about this often that this is not about a challenge. It's about an invitation about if you really want to transform your life, you're like, okay, I've had enough um, because relationships touch that. What, Aaron and I can promise you is if you walk through this invitation, you will naturally identify those that are lifters in your life and you will see the leeches like, I mean, just in a split second because you're going to go to places that I promise you, you have people in your life like, why are you doing that? You know, like, why are you trying to be better? Like, hold on. Like, I thought we were here. (laughs) Right. You're like, no, I'm trying to go there. And someone that you thought, you know, was really there to help support you, you might be surprised along this path that they're comfortable, but where you want to go, they're not willing. And that's okay. And so I feel like that's kind of a part of this as well. So I just want to encourage everybody, you know, that you got to check it out. um, Because if you haven't started the invitation, cannot stress it enough. uh, You really should consider it. Yeah. Yep. It'll it'll change your life in all the right ways, in all the right ways. And so, right. Well, Jason, thanks for being a lifter in my life. You're a major lifter in my life, so I appreciate it. And as long as we can stay there, we'll do great things. Yes, we will. Just tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> so, pretty. so pretty. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in, and uh, can't wait to visit with you next time.